Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Today, I had the honor of talking to Jeff Hunter from VA Staffer, and um, we talked about hiring or outsourcing and basically how you can manage a team remotely, how you can delegate effectively, and also just how you look at when you start outsourcing and how you can look at the ROI on that because it's not just about you know yeah you put somebody else to do something that you might not see the immediate return on investment but if you think about it when you have time to do something else or maybe say you have somebody getting you on podcasts now that could be a return on investment right so I highly recommend if you are even just thinking about hiring VA or if you already have VA, take a listen to this episode because you're going to be blown away. You're going to learn. <laughs> you're going to learn a lot of new stuff. And remember, if you're stuck in a launch or you're about to launch and you need some help to move forward, I want you to click on the link in the show notes, schedule a launch chat, and we'll figure out what your next steps is going to be. Now let's get into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker, and today I am joined with Jeff Hunter. Welcome, Jeff. Nice to be here, Ken. Nice to have you. So today we are going to talk a little bit about you know managing teams, outsourcing stuff, and we know from the audience that I have, that is uh, a part where people are kind of stuck because they want to outsource stuff but they're not sure how to do it and they're kind of scared to do it. And, you know, it costs money and we don't have that much money, maybe, you know, all that stuff. But before we get into that, I want to just hear who you are and who you help and how do you help them? Wow. Um, well, I, I'm a, I'm a recovering fortune 500 project manager. Um, <laughs> not too far from you. I actually work for Phillips in the Netherlands. So, wow. <laughs> There you Just go. to hop in and skip away from you. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did that for, for four years. Before that, I was the IT uh, coordinator for a school district. So I've kind of always been in IT project management, IT administration. Um, building virtual teams has been my specialty. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing that, you know, before that was even cool. Uh, before COVID-19 hit, you know, yeah. it forced every business to be remote, you know. Exactly. Um, I, I, I garnered the name of the king of outsourcing before outsourcing was cool. Um, but yeah, I, uh, right now I own, uh, two businesses and a podcast, uh, VA staffer, which is my virtual assistant company, which we'll, I'll share some more about later. 
and then Branded Media, which is my branding and marketing agency. And ironically, my podcast, The Savage Marketer, (laughs) (laughs) which is a a little greedy offspin of where I just go to real industry experts that have gotten great results and ask them for 20 minutes how the hell they got those results. Mm -hmm. Um, So in the the day in the life of me, I I have 80 plus people on my team. Um, My time is basically spent, you know, telling people how awesome my team is. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. And of course, I'm always developing my project management team. But most of my clientele, uh, and the people that I work with are either uh, business owners, or uh, entrepreneurs, I do work a lot with solo entrepreneurs. And I like to work with tech startups, too. I work with a, a decent amount of tech startups to help them scale their teams virtually. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of my staff are are in the Philippines. Um, I I love the Philippines. I think it's a great, fantastic place um, to get really loyal, qualified, heart-centric customer service-based support. You know, there's, Mm -hmm. by the way, my, I don't discriminate, you know, talent is everywhere in the world. I've got people all over the world that work for me. But I'd say about 70% of my team are in the Philippines. Wow. Um, And that's where I'm at. Hmm. Well, that's awesome. Um, you want to share something, you know, about where you kind of started the whole journey and how you kind of ended up where you are today. I mean, you probably can relate to a lot of what the audience is going through, you know, concerning outsourcing and all that stuff. I believe that you have some stories to share there. You know, my very first thing that I ever outsourced was actually a Gantt chart. Um, and for those of you who don't know anything about project management, (laughs) (laughs) A Gantt chart is where you say, okay, you basically, and by the way, this, this is why I believe that I've kind of been successful fast in the entrepreneurial world is that I found most entrepreneurs are kind of disorganized. Um, Absolutely. So <laughs> coming so from too. the corporate world where it's super freaking structured, you know, like it's the opposite of disorganized. You know, we always looked at the finished product. What are we trying to achieve? What's the end goal? And then we dissect it and break it out into little parts so we can get there, right? You work backwards. Mm -hmm. And that's how most of the world in project management works. Um, And then so so basically, uh, one of the things that you do is you take this giant project and you break it down into these little things. And you have to figure out how long will each one of these things take. And then you put them into a chart so you can put together what's called the critical path, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the critical path. This is... This is the, the earliest time we can finish a project based on the work that's needed. Now, when you're doing 500,000 to $2 million, $3 million projects, these Gantt charts are horrendously big. And I actually found a guy on Fiverr back when it was still $5 <laughs> that, that was a project man. He was a certified project manager. He was in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. And he was, this is what he did. And it was the only gig on Fiverr for any type of project management at all. Like I just typed in Gantt chart. It was the only thing on there. He so owned the like, market. It's worth a shot, yeah. you know? And it was $5 an hour. And I was like, mind blown. I was like, five bucks an hour. Like I know that my company's billing 265 an hour for me, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, let's just do an experiment. So I hired the guy, I gave him everything for a Gantt chart and I know it probably would have took me 20 or so hours to do the project. It's a $3 million project for a huge hospital. Mm -hmm. And he comes back to me the next day. What? 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> it took him like maybe eight hours to do, which is what, you know, for 35, 40 bucks about is what it uh-huh. came out to be, you know, and then Fiverr puts this little fee on there. So let's say 45 bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and for 45 bucks, basically, I had a completed Gantt chart, project management Gantt chart that would have taken me, you know, and because, you know, I don't, I'm managing multiple projects. 20 hours is like a dedicated 20 hour block. I don't mm-hmm. have that. Yeah. If exactly. something takes me 20 hours, it's going to take me a couple of weeks, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So lo and behold, I was completely mind blown. And I said, this is incredible. And I got addicted. What else can I delegate? <laughs> what else can I outsource? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and within 12 months, I became a top five project manager at that company. Um, and I was the new guy. I was probably 30, 31 years old at Tops. And I had a lot of haters at that point when I became a top five project manager. <laughs> um, so that was when I really, you know, figured out that I was onto something. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's a really important time for all of us in our lives of development, especially as an entrepreneur, coach, consultant, whatever the heck we're doing. Like when we go, wow, there's a breakthrough moment where we're like, okay, I have figured this out. Like, this is something that people need. And I didn't get that right away, by the way. Mm -hmm. It was after I became a top five project manager and other project managers asked me, including the director of project management office, the PMO, he said, how do we get other project managers to your level? And how do we retain people like you? Now, when you hear this from a VP, from a you know, director level. Yeah. Like this is a huge ego booster. Uh-huh. <laughs> My head was like, huge. <laughs> um, so then I was like, wow, this is, I'm really starting to figure this out. Well, you well, don't I, go to him and say, well, you know, we just go to Fiverr and see if we can find some people who can help us. I made one mistake, Ken. <laughs> I told oh, no. the truth. <laughs> Believe it or not. The reason why I'm here with you today is because I told the truth. And I got in trouble. I actually got written up. Mm-hmm. And four years of that position, doing my job and becoming a top performer, four consecutive quarters in a row, by the way, I was top five. They stopped doing the awards. <laughs> <laughs> they literally stopped doing the awards. It probably demoralized the people that weren't on the list every every quarter. Um, but you know, I wrote this acceptance letter because I was named top five for the whole year. And I think that was in 2013 or something. And I wrote this acceptance letter thanking my team. And I said, Hey, you guys make me look really good. Thank you guys so much. You know, we just, I just got named top five project manager. I couldn't do this without you guys. And I had another project manager reach out to me and said, you cocky bastard, you know, like you're not a good Christian. <laughs> you know, like He went all out, man. He was just going crazy about how I was like, braggadocious which i wasn't i was i was actually very very thankful i was honored yeah. um but there was a wake-up call for me the wake-up call was not only was i not appreciated for my discovery but mm-hmm. i was punished i was actually yeah. written up on what they call a pip a performance improvement plan imagine being a top performer in your company imagine being the mentor of six project managers and at the same, and just getting a promotion, I got promoted to a project manager three. They put those three capital I's at the end of my name. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later being brought into the office and being written up for being distracted. Mm-hmm. 
because they had nothing else to say, you know. Yeah. My projects were doing good. You know, everything was going great. They just, you know, had they had to throw something at me. So that was when I decided. I said, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me and maybe I'm onto something. Yeah. And uh it wasn't that long ago. It was actually leap day, February 29th of 2016. Um I I put in my letter of resignation and uh I took my family and moved them over to the Philippines for 30 days and uh-huh. took the little team that I had that wasn't profitable. <laughs> I had, Oh, by the way, that's what happened. I started doing my own business on the side and I would always recommend if you're listening, if you're tuning into this podcast right now and you have a full-time job, do not quit that full-time job until you're actually profitable at your side hustle. <laughs> Cause I was not, I was not profitable. Um, I, I was making money, but I was mm-hmm. losing it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think most business owners do that, by the way. Uh, so interestingly enough, when I left, <clears throat> I hired a consultant in the Philippines because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do I take these, you know, this small team that I had and make it profitable? And <clears throat> I changed the way that I work from salary because I was paying everyone a salary Mm-hmm. And I made it more performance-based, right? right? I was doing performance-based pay. When I did that, I ended up losing half of my people that work for me because they weren't performing. Mm-hmm. And at first it hurt. And I was like, damn, this sucks. I'm losing my team. But now looking back, it was one of the best decisions I ever made about my business. Right. Because now I don't have people that aren't making me money. They're not performing, right? Yeah, you're stuck with the best of the best. Exactly. And it sucked in the beginning though, mm-hmm. um, you know, being understaffed and, you know, cause there were people that did really good jobs, but they just w- didn't like to work. You know, that's why I don't, by the way, that's why I don't hire anybody part-time anymore. Cause mm-hmm. usually when you hire someone part-time, you find out that's because you're not their priority. <laughs> right. right. I don't like being, well, that's an excellent thing to say. Yeah, actually that's pretty good. Um, cause I would assume a lot of people think, you know, that they should start hiring part-time because that's, you know, easier to get started and they probably need that. doesn't need, you know, the full-time help yet. And then it's easier to start with someone part-time. But like you said, that means that they're not dedicated to your time, which means they're not giving it their all. So here's, here's the interesting thing that made me grow up and blow up. I identified that because Mm -hmm. that what you just said is true, but here's the curveball: Most people don't have enough work for a full-time person. Mm -hmm. So what I figured out and what happened at VA Stafford, why we've hired 31 people in the last 60 days, by the way, is be, and by the way, I'm going to give credit to COVID-19 for that. You know, (laughs) like, I hate, I hate to say anything nice about getting a worldwide pandemic, but in reality, it's, it's woke people to understand Mm -hmm. that, you know, like your business still needs to move forward, even if you don't have an office, right? It has opened some opportunities. That's for sure. Yeah. Even right here, the shirt I'm wearing, you guys can't see it on the podcast, but I'm wearing a digital agency expo shirt, which I spoke at, uh, 45 minutes before Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, you know, who's kind of a big deal Hmm. and I don't know who he is. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody knows. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just some guy. Yeah. (laughs) I heard he, he cusses a lot, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, 
interestingly enough, uh, you know, when all this happened with COVID-19, I got, I got reached out to by digitalmarketer.com because I'm faculty and they said, Hey, look, we don't really have a resident like remote team guy. And we'd love to, you know, do a broadcast to all of our members. They got tens of thousands of members, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I said, well, here's a couple ideas for you. You know, we can talk about building virtual teams and how to delegate and how to, and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So next thing you know, I'm sitting here worried about my business, you know, con- you know, contracting like everyone else with uncertainty. And then I get, then I get asked to speak in front as a digital insider is what they call it, an expert insider. And my business just explodes. Everybody mm-hmm. and their uncle now wants a VA. So going back to the myth, right, mm-hmm. about part-timers, this is where the business blew up. Because now people want to hire someone and get their feet wet. They want to learn a little bit about delegating. They usually don't have eight hours a day worth of stuff, right? So, but like I said, you're not getting someone dedicated unless you hire a dedicated VA or virtual assistant or uh, any type of staff member. Mm -hmm. So now you're stuck in a conundrum. Do I waste money by hiring someone that I don't really able to utilize? And that's where VA staffer came in. And when I made this model, it was like mind-blowingly easy. I would hire full-time people. I would do all the hard part, which is the training, recruitment. And by the way, we don't hire people looking for jobs. A lot of people, they come to me every day. Oh, I tried hiring a VA. I went to onlinejobs.ph or I went to Fiverr. I went to Upwork or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was a disaster. Well, yeah, because you're hiring people that are looking for jobs. They're freelancers. They're people that are literally, you know, like whoever the best paying client is, that's where they go. Right. They're not dedicated to you. They're dedicated to themselves, right? They're entrepreneurs. I don't hire entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. okay? Except for my copywriting team. I'll take that back. I do hire copywriters <laughs> that are entrepreneurs because they're the best. Sorry, but they are. Um <clears throat> So what I did was a VA staffer, I said, well, what if I took all of the hard part of virtual teams, which is recruiting people, mm-hmm. okay? We look for people that have two, three years experience in a vertical, something that's very similar to what we want them to do. Like, for example, if someone's doing support for a website or they're taking call meeting minutes, they're doing your email management, uh, maybe they're looking at your Facebook group and determining who to approve or deny from coming in your group and sending out welcome messages and sending up follow-up emails. Well, you know, who's really aligned for that? Someone who's probably in a customer service role and does phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who does that can easily be trained to do customer support outside of a call center, right? Right. So, and they're used to working U.S. hours, which a lot of my clients are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. because they're already working U.S. hours at call centers, So I hire them, uh, my team recruits them, gives them two, three times more than what they're getting paid at their other job, which is the motivating factor usually. And it's so much easier to train them how to do that than to take someone off the street who's not dedicated to you. But here's the beautiful part of it. We're doing all the hiring. We're doing all the managing. We're doing all the training. We're doing all the onboarding. We develop the SOPs. And now these are dedicated people to us, our business, 
that now you can get started for say 20, 40, 50, 100 hours or whatever it is that you need a month, right? Even if it's 20 hours a month, that's mm-hmm. an hour a day, right? So now you can actually have that and not have to worry about paying the full price of, of, of a dedicated assistant. Like, for example, at our company, it's $298 a month US for 20 hours of support, right? It comes out to be about $14.90 an hour. No mm-hmm. HR headache, no, <laughs> no hiring, no firing, no managing, no babysitting. It's yeah. just, here's what I need to have done. And what's cool about that model too, is that it's not just one person. You can actually leverage multiple people on my team. So like a graphic designer or a web developer or an executive assistant or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm solving a really huge, that was the idea behind VA staffer, by the way, was to solve mm-hmm. a really big hole in the market, which is what do we do for people that don't need a full-time VA? We still do full-time, of course. Yeah. But but uh, as a matter of fact, most of, most of our clients, they sign up for the 20 hour a month, mm-hmm. but I, I, and I don't know if you have a VA or a virtual team, but once you start delegating to somebody, it becomes very addictive mm-hmm. and you want to delegate more. Absolutely. And yeah. set, exactly. Exactly. And 70% of our clients that come to us to sign up for the 298 a month package they upgrade within the first 30 days to the 50 hours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's, it's a good kind of a introductory offer where you can yeah. get your feet wet. You know, it's not a lot, you know, and we do all the onboarding uh, project management's all included, all that kind of stuff. You have dedicated people during, you know, your time zone to, to support you. Um, and it, it just makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it totally does. And I mean, yeah, just hiring somebody from your team, to start part-time just to, like you said get your feet wet and then what happens though when they see that okay i could use somebody full-time do they go looking for someone on their own or is that something that you guys do nope. as well we, or? we do that too yeah okay. we do all the training management hiring matter of fact uh i i warn my clients that get very comfortable with vas because i you know like let's say that they want somebody for four hours a day and then they magically want to go to eight hours a day. And I'm like, just so you know, I don't hire part-time people. So Mm -hmm. the person, if they're working for you for two or four hours a day, they're also working for other clients for two to four hours a day. They're dedicated to you for that, for that time. But as soon as a client raised their hand and says, you know what? I really, really like, let's use a name. For example, I, I, I really like, uh, Janie. I really think she's fantastic. I'd like to hire her full time. Mm. <laughs> well, usually Janie might be working four hours for you and four, four hours for someone else. So we're going to have to cross train. And by the way, this is another advantage of having a VA agency is that we cross train our team. So if somebody's ever sick, so if you hire a VA dedicated mm-hmm. outside of what we do, you're stuck with their skills and zero cross training, which means if they get sick, or if God forbid something worse happens or whatever, yeah, yeah. you're back to doing it all again mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And that totally. sucks. Cause you know, the that's entrepreneurial a drive. Oh my God. Yeah. We're always trying to take things off our plate, but what do we do as soon as we take things off our plate? We fill it with other things, mm-hmm. right? So now we've got another plate over here. We're, we've got a plate we're filling up for our VA, right? For our team. And we're sending stuff over to them. And we're like, cool. Now that we've got this off over here, I can start putting stuff back on my plate. Well, if this plate goes away, 
if this plate gets dropped, you've got to pick it up now. Now you've got two plates, mm -hmm. right? And that's the trap. <laughs> Ken, that is the trap that most people have and why they have a hard time growing their business is because I know it's cliche, but most people are busy spending their time in their business and not on their business, yeah, right? Totally. And what I've found is that, you know, and I call it the 90-10 rule, but I've found that if you make a list of 10 things that you need to do that would really help your business, one of those things is usually going to drive way more success and value than all the other nine put together. There's usually mm -hmm. that one thing, and it's usually the thing we put off. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I should be putting that course. I should be finishing that guide. I should be putting, finishing that webinar. I should be finishing that whatever. Like, what is that thing that, you're, that you know you should be doing that will literally multiply your results in your business, but you're not doing it because you've got these other nine things that are easier, that are below your level, that we justify and tell ourselves that we're being busy and don't get around to it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how do we, um, how do we delegate all the things that we have on our plate in an effective way? With a team I will like tell this? you this, this is the biggest excuse and it's the biggest lie that I always hear. And actually you opened up the podcast before even introducing me with something that I want to combat as well, which is a lot of people say, Oh, I don't have, I don't have, I can't afford a VA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I challenge you guys to say, how much is your time worth? Right. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you're doing it the right way, you do what I call cost neutral hiring, which means before you even hire somebody, you know that they're going to be doing something that makes you money. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I'm going to hire a, a part-time VA for let's even if we did the 298 number, right? Yep. And 10 of those hours of the 20 hours a month are prospecting new clients. And if one client brings me in a $1,500 a month retainer, right? Which is pretty damn low. Well, on those first 10 hours, if they just get one client, it's paid for itself five times, mm -hmm. right? 298. So they're four times. <clears throat> So the question is, it, it's no longer, you know, if, if you're, if you're hiring someone for 298, that makes you, even if it's a thousand dollars a month, which is three times, <laughs> right? Three times. The question then changes from, I can't afford it to how many can I hire? Mm -hmm. Right? Like how many would you hire if you could hire somebody for 298 and they make you a thousand, Right. But I would assume a lot of people start looking for VAs in the term in you know tasks that are not really generating any revenue. So you know, graphic you design. As for me, I'm guilty of this as well because I I also outsource the podcast editing and show notes just because I don't want to do it. I don't want to get stuck doing it because I know it takes a lot of time and I don't really enjoy it. So that's why and that's I outsource valuable. it. Yeah, totally that's valuable. Because but I don't get the return on the investment though. Well, that's, that's a, that's an odd question because what, how much is your time worth? I mean, if you were doing your own show notes and your own editing, obviously, right, yeah. that's time that's taking you away from time you could be spending with your clients or recording podcasts or doing true. outreach. Right. True, so, true. but like I said, and this is why it's so valuable is to see 
because that, ooh, you hit the nail on the head, man. This is, <laughs> this is such a valuable podcast for people because this is the things that we all question ourselves all the time in our heads, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just because we have two sexy bald guys sitting across from each other right now, <laughs> all right? ROI is such a strange phenomenon because most people aren't able to track the ROI of anything in their business. They're not good at it. Mm-hmm. And I think once you do that, once you actually start putting that together, just let me give you an example. Here's one thing that I'm having one of my VAs do that takes about three hours a day. So three hours a day. Okay. Let me do the math. Let me open up let's my calculator. Yeah. All right. Let's just loop out the calculator. Let's say it's three. It's about 1490 an hour. So let's say three times 14. 90. Okay. You guys can't see this, but I'm, I'm using, sadly using a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is. Really. <laughs> All right. There's 21 days in a month. So that's about 930 ish dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, and now here's what this person's doing for me for three hours a day. And you're about to get your mind blown right now, Ken, cause it has to do with you. Mm. I have a VA who logs into my LinkedIn account. And her name's Nicole. And she goes and finds podcasts that she believes would be valuable for me to be on that could mm-hmm. grow my business. Okay. And she send, she actually engages with them. She likes their podcast episodes. Once in a while, if it's worthwhile, she'll drop a comment like, wow, I really like when you talked about whatever. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, she'll send a connection request. And Ken's probably going, oh my God, this sounds a lot familiar. <laughs> They, she will send a connection request and say, hey, Ken, I really loved your show. Your last interview with whoever that person is was really powerful. Would love to connect with you and follow your journey. And then Ken's like, yeah, dude, awesome. Great to mm-hmm. connect with you too. I'm glad you liked the show, right? And then a couple weeks later, hey, Ken, really enjoying the, really enjoying the show. I got an idea. Why don't I come on the show and drop some value to your audience? We could talk about three things. One, we could talk about how to build an SOP. Two, we could talk about virtual assistants and how to scale your business. Three, we can talk about the 9010 rule. What do you think? Sound mm-hmm. familiar, Ken? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now ROI, going back to that funny little ROI, those three little letters, what's the ROI of me being on your show? And even if somebody says, wow, this Jeff guy, it sounds like he really knows what he's talking about. I'd like to check out what he's doing. If mm. one person signs up for two ninety eight a month, right? Yep. That pays for that pays for that nine hundred dollars in three months, mm-hmm. right? That's just one person signs up from this one podcast. So true. I'll give you an example of me being on Josh Nelson's seven figure agency podcast just last month. Mm-hmm. I was on seven figure agency podcast last month. I was talking about brand guides. We were talking totally not about VAs. It was just about branding in general for agencies. And I just shared my screen and I showed them some of the brand guides that we created for our clients. And he goes, dude, that's awesome. I want one of those. And I said, great. He says, how much is it? I said, it's $3,000. And he goes, well, send me a link. I'd like to do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, listen to this, just quick thinking. I said, I'll do something better. I'm going to give you a coupon code for $500 off. And anyone who's listening to the show right now can get $500 off if you use this code. Well, he bought one and two people from the podcast bought one. That's $7,500 from one podcast, right? That's pretty nice, yeah. 
And what's beautiful too is they're agency owners, they're digital agency owners, and now they're white labeling that for their own clients. So now mm. they're reselling the brand guide to their clients. So I don't even have to sell it now, right? That's beautiful. <laughs> so you have to think about the ROI in the sense of how can I put people to work that are making me money? Because now everything else that Nicole does to the day, it's paid for, mm-hmm. right? Nicole already makes her money doing one thing, doing podcast outreach, getting me on shows. So you have to think about in your business, how valuable is you growing your authority, your credibility, reaching new audiences, being able to talk about offers, being a recognized expert on someone else's in someone else's audience? Because Ken, someone's going to reach out to me and say, Jeff, I loved listening to you on Ken's podcast. That was really awesome. Mm-hmm. And they might not buy from me right now. But hopefully, if they follow me, they'll see that I keep adding value to their network. And eventually, they will. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) How did it feel, by the way, to be violated knowing that my VA set this up? Well, you know, (laughs) I'm totally cool with that. Now that I've seen, you know, behind the scenes, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. No, but But you would have have no idea, right, that it wasn't me. Totally you not. thought that it was me and you connecting, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the brilliant the thing. thing about it. And, that, and that's why it's really important to, to have the right VA because you're not going to go on mm. onlinejobs.ph or whatever and get some random VA who can do that. It requires yeah. intelligence. It requires somebody saying, Ken's podcast is actually really great for your niche, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they took and analyzed your podcast and they wrote a customized message based on your podcast, right? Yeah. Like that requires a bit of brains. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Because we, we people, definitely see the generic, you know, outreach. Oh, I bet you get pissed all the time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know me, I have a podcast that, you know, Savage Marketer podcast, and I get pissed all the time. Matter of fact, I wrote a Facebook post uh, just a couple of days ago saying that sometimes I feel like a real tool because, you know, like, as you know, we pay people for production. We pay people for show notes and stuff like, and if it's not going to be worthwhile for my time, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we manage a remote team? I think that's probably one of the big things too. I mean, it's one thing to just hire someone, but you, you still need to manage them some kind of way. Yeah, Although you, you do know, a lot of the managing, I would presume, through yeah, your we do, company. We do that part, but I mean, for those of for those of you who already have a VA or something, and you're struggling with management, you know, one of the things I think is really important is just having really clear expectations on what their role actually is. Mm-hmm. And I also think, because I, I'm sorry, I didn't even answer your question. Your answer was, how do we delegate it correctly? So I'm going to tie these right. questions together. <laughs> I think, and as a project manager, we have a saying that for every one minute spent on planning saves 10 minutes on execution. Mm. And by the way, I a hundred percent stand behind that. And it doesn't take a lot of work to really create documentation and, and planning. You're usually doing the job already. So what you do is you open up zoom like this, you have your VA, you have your executive assistant or whoever, come in, your graphic designer, your web developer, whoever, right? Come in on a Zoom call just like this and then hit the share screen button. (laughs) Hit the record button and then tell them, Mm. hey, this is exactly how I do this. And you go through and you show them how to do things. 
and you annotate, you use your voice and say, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. And then that VA, not only because usually you go through the first time, you're not always going to get it the first time, but if you give them a recording and they go through that mm -hmm. and they're able to make documentation based on the recording, man, that is a life changer. Yeah. And just using it, zoom and sharing the screen and record at the same time. That's, I mean, you can't do it any simpler than that. And it doesn't take a lot of time, you know, because no. you're do, like I said, you're doing it already. And a lot of yeah. people make a really nasty, big excuse on, you know, like, I don't have time. Oh, you, you, here's the best excuse of all time. I'm too busy to not be busy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm too busy to delegate. I don't have time to get time off of my plate. Um, it's a big, bold-faced lie. And the truth is, it's going to be like this, you know, you're going along the, the path of doing things in your business. It's kind of like this, right? A straight kind line. Of like kind of like a horizontal line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Productivity, you know, and your business isn't really going up. Your business isn't really going down. It's kind of the same, which is dangerous because by the way, everyone else is going up. So mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're not going up every day, you're going down, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cause you're, you're not thinking about other people, but what's really crazy is, yeah, maybe for a little bit when you're, you're actually delegating things to a VA, maybe your productivity goes down a little bit, right? But then I want you to think about this. Once that is delegated out to the VA, the VA is now doing a lot of that work. And now you, now you've got lots of time, mm -hmm. right? And I do something very simple. I call it the two, four, six, eight pathway. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's that simple two, four, six, eight, which is how can I just get two hours a week off my plate? How can mm -hmm. I get two hours a week off my plate? And all that is, is just delegating a 30 minute task, right? Just a 30 minute task a day, right? 30, 30 times five, obviously that, that, that's not a lot of work. If you, if you delegate, even if you, now, if you really want to go crazy and do one hour a day, right? If you did one hour a day, right? That's five hours a week, right? Mm -hmm. That's 10 hours every two weeks. That's 20 hours a month, that's 20 a hours a month by investing one hour of your time, showing somebody how to do something that you will never have to do again. Mm -hmm. It's compound, right? And every time you train a VA, every time you delegate more to somebody else, you're freeing that time up from yourself to, to do something that you probably need to do anyway, which is focus on your clients. How, you know, like what are the most revenue generating activities in your business? Maybe it's going, maybe it's going on podcasts. You don't have time to do those right now. Maybe, maybe it's following up and making your clients happy that you already got. Maybe you wouldn't have to focus so much on sales if you had time for retention. Mm -hmm. Right. So you got to think about even just one hour a day, is saving you 20 hours a month. And that's why even for us, our minimum package is 20 hours a month. Because what we in our heads think is that if we can just help that person delegate one hour of work a day, just one hour of work a day, that's going to save them 20 hours a month, which 20 times 10 is 200 hours in 10 months. So that means yeah. that there's going to be 140 hours saved in a year. Just by mm. delegating one hour a day, you're saving 140 hours of your life. That's this a lot. could be spent on yeah. hanging out with your kids. This could be 
you know, spent doing things that you want to do. Finish that course that you never finished. Start your own damn podcast, whatever it's going to be. This is so good. Hell, do nothing. How <laughs> yeah. for an entrepreneur to do nothing for an hour? Well, I don't binge. have the time to do nothing. Do you? <laughs> you can binge on Netflix if you want to. Yeah, you could have an hour <laughs> of Netflix time. Damn, dude. <laughs> so going back to managing the remote team, because obviously this was about delegating since we, I think we hit the nail on that one. So how do we yeah, manage? I think, I think managing a VA is, is quite simple. Um, you know, first off, you want to set really high expectations. Um, you know, actually, I wouldn't even say high. I would say clear. You know, Clearly, yeah. You, you need you need to determine what they're going to be doing. And mm-hmm. here here's what I think a lot of people have a problem with: they hire someone before they know what they're going to have them do. Yeah. You you need to part of managing. You know, managing isn't a big deal if you have something already in mind that they're going to be doing, right? So for example, like I said, I have the three hours a day of Nicole doing podcast outreach. Like that's something that she, she even trains other people to do that now because we do that for our clients as well. And it's just a no brainer type thing. You know, it's very simple. You know, they just have to have, you know, a smart, intelligent person who does outreach and can modify, switch it up and listen to a podcast from here to there to see if it's a, a worthwhile show. Mm-hmm. Now, do mistakes happen? Yeah. Something happened earlier this week. Uh, well, technically it was end of last week. And it was embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. I had one of my, this was, I don't think it was Nicole. I think it was Clarence. Somebody was doing a podcast outreach for me. And this woman responds back and she says, Jeff, um, it seems like maybe you, you don't understand my audience. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what value you would add to my audience. And I was like, well, that's kind of rude. And then I went and listened to the podcast and the podcast is about childhood cancer survivors. Hmm. I'm like, well, obviously my team messed up, right? But I saved it because my mom is a radiation therapy nurse. She's an oncology nurse. Uh And I said, you know what? My mom is a radiation therapy nurse and I'd love to connect you with her because she deals with this every day and she treats radiation therapy and, and, uh, on, on, you know, young children every day. And she goes, wow, that would be fantastic. And she says, yes, I'd be very open to having your mom on the show. There you go. You said that one, right? Yeah. Like, I just want her to feel like, look, I made a mistake. And I even told her, I said, look, my assistant did that. Yeah. And then guess what? I pulled my assistant aside and I said, Hey, just so you know, this issue came up on this thing. And I said, I, just to reinforce, I want to make sure. And I, and I found out, you know what? I need to have a little checklist. Mm-hmm. I need to have a little checklist that says, is this show about marketing, entrepreneurship, leadership, human resources, or sales, mm-hmm. right? Like those are my five things, yeah. you know, and copywriting. I like copywriting too. So six, six things. Is that podcast about that? If it's not, then I don't want to be on it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that was my mistake, right? Because I probably just said, hey, go out to all these podcast hosts and do that. Mm-hmm. So now I've had to update my process. One of the things I'll ha- I hate to admit, but it's true, and I think most people hate to admit, is that most of the times when things go wrong, usually it's our fault. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you have to accept There's ownership that maybe we didn't give the failure. best instructions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I think we dig really deep into a lot of good stuff here, and uh, I think it's – 
probably a good time to wrap things up. Um, but I appreciate everything that you given us. Um, do we have any last tips that we can give people looking to start a VA or, would, or they have a VA or something like that? I would, I would, the very first thing that I would do, and you know, cause I kind of talked, we talked a little bit about the ROI is mm. I would say like, what is an initiative right now that you're, you're neglecting that you could do in your business that would actually fundamentally grow your business. You know, like even if it's being on podcasts, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. or if it's, you know, joining Facebook groups, or maybe it's, you know, developing yourself on social media more, putting yourself out there on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. Um, I would start understanding what is it that would really take me to that next step. And then what's holding me back from that mm. next step. What are these repetitive tasks that are holding me back as well? Those are the two things I think are the most, most important because you want to understand like what's the most valuable use of your time. And I think that most people don't even know how much time they're spending on random things. That is probably really so true. I, I would say the first step of delegation is actually understanding what you should delegate. And I'll end with this. I call it ADD, which I think all entrepreneurs have. Okay. Um, ADD, not the ADD you're thinking of, but I call it the automate, delegate and delete principle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you don't want to do something, then you have three choices. Mm -hmm. You can either automate something. And if it's something that's too complex to automate, then you're going to have to delegate it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if it's not worth delegating because it's not a revenue generating thing, or it's not helping you have, you know, quality of life improvement, then you might have to delete it. And believe it or not, I think that's probably the hardest thing for me because I like to say yes to everything. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a yes, totally an opportunist is that the better I got at deleting things and saying no, the more opportunities opened up. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to go through to, to go through the door. It's almost like picking what's for dinner. You know, like if there's too many options, you don't go through any of them. Right. If there's too many doors open, you don't know which one to go through. Yeah. Close the doors that you don't need to be in and really get focused on what you need to do next. Boom. There you go. Dropping the bomb. (laughs) I love that. Uh, So where can people reach out to you, find a little bit more about you and maybe look up the, uh, your uh, business, the VA staffer. Absolutely, guys. You can just go to jeffjhunter.com. Uh, right there, you'll learn a little bit more about my brands and my podcast as well. Um, Ken, you're going to drop a link to these guys to the vastaffer.com website. Yep. Um, and uh, included, I, I talked to Ken about this before the show. But uh, for those of you guys that come in, I'm going to include a free consultation with my project management team. His name's Julio. And he'll actually help you determine what some of those things that you need off your plate are. So uh, pop on the call. The link is going to be in the podcast description um, and schedule a, schedule a call, fill out the little form and um, get on a phone call, you know, 30, 45 minutes to help us understand a little bit more about your business and maybe the first things that we can take off your plate. Awesome. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experience and yeah, like I said, this is totally eye open for me as well. And I'm sure it is for everyone else listening too. So appreciate that. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me. No problem. Okay, everybody, that's it for this week. And we'll catch up again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. 
Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.